Are You Playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we play a game many times bad and tell you why the bleep we played it. I am Poke Sean. This is Thomas Snap and Mason, who has found the secret course. And we played... I was wondering how long. Uh, I was I was legitimately thinking how long is it going to take for this podcast to for Sean to slip into the, to, oh, the oh, into the oak voice, oh. and it was literally no seconds. I, you could have had the countdown three. Two, I one. love this game. Uh, this is my <laughs> game. Uh, and when we were we were building out our season two list, uh, and I was getting towards the end, and I know what my final game was, but I had like this one spot, and I couldn't. Think. I was like, oh, you know what? I really want to jump into Pokemon, but we're never going to probably jump into one of the mainline games. Because, I mean, I, what would what would there be to say? We played 40 hours and we RPG'd, uh, but a lot of the side games are really fun. And I think the side game, I don't think it's the best side game, but the one I have some of the fondest memories of is this silly rail shooter where you're a photographer taking pictures of Pokemon. To appease the mad god Oak. We're talking about Puzzle League, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Snap on the Nintendo 64. Now, we didn't play it on the 64, uh, but we did play it on the Switch uh, online store, uh, or the Switch uh, uh, online, and, but also with a the Switch Nintendo 64 controller. So we did experience it the way it was intended. Before any of, any, any of you come at us with the, oh, it's not the real experience, you didn't have an N64, bite me. It is, the, it is, it is as close to the real experience. It's better than the, uh, the, Wii, exper- the Wii online experience that they had for Oh, yeah, really? it was on the online store. Albeit back then, you still could print off pictures. Oh, nice. With the Wii. For, for those saying... Oh, it's not the real experience. Buy us an N64 and we'll get back to you. There you go. As someone, Buy us an N64 and then we can play this and then we can also play GoldenEye. As someone who intended. played this a lot as a kid, uh, it came out in 99, my brother got his 64 in 99, so I played it a lot as a kid. This game and this experience is the exact same. This is the the, the emulate, especially when you have the, the 64 controller. You're just playing Pokemon Snap. And so uh, we, we got the, the real experience even if it was on the Switch. Yes. Yes. Uh, but... A uh, little peek behind the scenes with this episode. Originally, this episode was meant to have a guest star, but scheduling conflicts and all mm-hmm. that. Life happens, you know? Life happens. The uh, reason there was supposed to be a guest star is because I know jack and shit about Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three things. So you, jack and shit. <laughs> we, we were going to try to go back to uh, uh, the Gundam episode where we had uh, needed someone who knew Gundam's knowledge beside me uh to talk this uh well we were gonna try to do that with this because i'm the pokemon person here and we it didn't work out but for yeah and we'll, we'll, i will hold on we'll hold on here i think of the three of us i'm i know just enough about pokemon to hold a conversation about it and that's it but it's I, like me I, with the it's like me with wrestling i, I know just enough to hold a conversation I can, I can make a great wall <laughs> <laughs> like i can make a great thing to talk to but i Fair i enough. don't know shit 
Uh, <laughs> I got into Pokemon when I was 10 or 11. And so my friends had, my friend had Pokemon Red and a, and a, I think he had a Game Boy Pocket at the time is what he had. And my cousins got into the, were in the, the card game. I think they all, they also had the regular game, but I didn't really play it with them until later. Uh, so, but th- that was my experience with it. And then, so we got into that and then started watching the anime. And I had, we had a couple anime VHSs, uh, you know, several episodes and then I want to say it was either Christmas or my birthday when I was like 11 and I got a Game Boy Color with Pokemon Red with it. And so, uh, and from that point on, I've purchased every Pokemon game. <laughs> I've played every Pokemon game, well, every mainline game and a lot of the side games mm-hmm. and watched way too much of the anime and the movies. Right. And that's, that, that's kind and of how... purchased the cards Pokemon has been one of those things that has slightly owned part of my soul <laughs> since that point. That, that's that's kind of the age that I was too when I started getting in, into Pokemon as well. I didn't really get into like the games as much as you did, but I was definitely very much into the the, the first iteration of the anime. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I feel like I may have told you told you guys about this before, but uh, I don't think I've had it in recording yet. I used to uh, when I would wake up uh, in the morning for school. Uh, I would wait. I would wait for my mom to leave because I'm. I was, you know, I I I was how I still am now about anime. Embarrassed to watch it around my parents. Uh, I would wait for my mom to leave for work, and then I would I would get on Netflix and I would perfectly time whatever episode of the anime I was on to when the bus would arrive, so that right as it ended, the bus would start pulling up. I would turn on the I would turn off the TV, throw the remote away, and then leave for the bus. It was perfectly timed. Every single day, that I would f- I would finish the episode of, of Pokemon, turn off the TV, and immediately go out, get on the bus. Huh. All right. Well, never never once I I can't remember a single time where it was like, oh, the episode isn't over and the bus is here. No, every single time the episode would end and the bus would arrive. Something that we noticed from this, and this goes from you talking about the anime on it, is in this game, the '64 era is probably the only era where we got the. Images in the games mir- mirroring a lot of what we saw in the anime. Yeah. You know, Oak is very much the look and style he has in the anime, and this in pu- uh, Puzzle League, uh, those side games. Uh, Puzzle League even more is following the anime because you have characters like Richie and things like that in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the design for Oak in, like, in the anime is slightly similar to the way he looks in the early games. Oh, yeah, it's still, so it's, it's, it's so just, there's a little bit of connection. There's, there is a difference between what you look on the page and what you look as a animated character, and they follow that's kind of true. the animation that is true, yeah. for it. But also, his voice uh, and everything is, is meant to mirror the character from the anime. Right. Uh, as well as... The Pokemon are taking in these games. They're in like Stadium. They still have the like little sound noises they make. The mm-hmm. burr, 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 or you got a tune. I'm sorry. Can we get a couple more of those Pokemon calls? <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Uh, but in this game, when you're going through and taking pictures of the Pokemon, they do have more of the anime sounds. Things like Electabuzz going, <laughs> which is an anime only sound. Because in the game, he's... How do you remember all of the... How many... How My lord. Anyway. How much Pokemon do you got to play to memorize the calls? A lot. Of all the Pokemon. Because, well, in, in 
in the anime, they had all the Pokemon saying their names. That's right. Is yeah. a lot of it, and so everything's on their names. Whereas in the games and everything, it wasn't. That wasn't necessarily something that was in the games. It was in the manga and the anime that they more just were, you know, Pika and Char and right. Squirtle, Squirtle. So right. Like, yeah. The, the, so you, when you had something, but some things, you know, just made sounds still. And Electabuzz is one of them, so it just sticks in your brain. Might be that that might be the VHS that one of those VHSs we had and watched that episode over and over and over and over. All these comments and my brain looks like that one bit from SpongeBob where it's like, <laughs> my mind is an enigma and it just spilled fucking. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes, I know what the words. Uh, 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 it's the, the oak. It's the tree professor. He's a professor and he's a tree. Um, I know this. Up until. Yeah, one of the side ga- one of the so one of the side games, but all of the mainline games, I don't remember that all the professors have been named after trees. After trees, yeah. You know, oak, elm, birch, juniper, and a plethora Those of others. Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of leather brothers. Uh, so that that's a fun little thing that they continue through it. But I think gonna run out of trees eventually. They ever, have they done Professor Palm yet? And it's just a big fucking hand. <laughs> Uh, but I think this game, the thing about this game is that it, it has such a cult following and a nostalgia around it that eventually it did. they did, with the outcries and the people like, we need Pokemon Snap and the love of it, that it did eventually get a sequel 20 years later, almost 20 years later. It was literally yeah, just it was. called New Pokemon Snap. New Pokemon Snap. Right? Yeah, new, yeah. Which the game is fun. I enjoy it, but the, the classic is the classic for a reason. Right. Uh, and it was... It, 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 does, New Pokemon Snap also take like thirty minutes to beat. Uh, no, it is a little bit longer. I mean, this game, this game is not hard, especially if you know what you're doing and you know how to play a rail shooter. Uh, and it's not meant to be. The goal is to like get through the stuff, and then you. The goal is to keep going through and trying to take better and better and better in pictures and finding more and more Pokemon to the secrets and different things you can do. Uh, you know, the replayability of each level is is quite large. Uh, because there's just a lot of different secret stuff you can unlock and do uh, with each Pokemon, whether mm-hmm. that's convincing Pikachu to climb on a surfboard and surf, or uh, to get a Charizard to jump out of uh, uh, a, a magma crater. Yeah, what what I learned from this game is that I would be a terrible reporter. <laughs> that I would be a terrible Pokemon photographer. Not because I don't I take bad pictures, but because I kept beaning these poor Pokemon in the head with apples. Eat, bitch, eat! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, was, because you had a boss like Professor Oak going, this is not good enough. Bring me better. I was, it, I was honestly... Oh, you're 0.01% off from the center. I'm giving you no points. You're barely in the center. Double points. Good job. I'm, I'm taking a bat to your knee, Professor Oak. Oak is a harsh judge. <laughs> it, it's, I, was, I was honestly surprised by the level of interactivity in this, in this on-rails type game. I thought it would just be sort of, oh, all the Pokemon are here. You can't really move them or anything. You just kind of have to take the pictures where they are. But you can they, they move around. quite yes. A lot of the smaller ones, at least, move around it, quite a lot. It, takes, it really does by. take the rail mechanics of a shooter, uh, removes the gun, but still keeps a lot of the mechanics of trying to unlock and move things around that it, a lot of those type of games had. It actually, progression-wise, reminds me a lot of House of the Dead. Yes, actually very much. in House of the Dead, you do get moments where it's like, you shoot zombies this way, you go this way. But if you shoot this zombie, you go this way to a whole other path to save these other civilians. So it reminded me a lot of that. So once that clicked, I'm like, oh, it's House of the Dead. But instead of killing zombies, I'm taking pictures of Pokemon. 
then it clicked for me. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's as simple as, you know, beat a level or shoot a, a certain amount of Pokemon pictures to progress on the path. But sometimes there's things like explode an electrode to find the path. Uh, get a Porygon to push a, push a button. Hit a Squirtle up into a Mankey. Knock a Mankey down and then knock him onto a button to unlock the... Yeah, that, that frustrated. That was the longest <laughs> one for me. I was like, come on. Because you got a Rube Goldberg this shit, like it, it, there's a lot of, but it's a lot of fun. Like I, I think the thing about this game is it is, you know, we'll, we'll get into the gameplay a little bit more in a second. But this game is very, very fun, replayable, and it's a game that you can sit down and play for. You know, maybe you only have 15 minutes. Cool, I'm only going to play a level. Or if you're you know bored for a day and just sitting down, you can play for long periods of time and try to beat your score. It is not. It, it, you can be a hardcore gamer or just a occasional play. You know. Occasionally playing, and you can get a lot out of this game if you want to. It it is de- it's a very relaxing time, and I would actually go as far to say as like if you're like Thomas and you don't know a lot about Pokemon, this is a great great place to start. I think. Agreed. Like, I, I think it really is because it, it really doesn't take any Pokemon knowledge to actually get into the game, aside from maybe being like, uh, well, I know that Magikarp is uh, Gyarados is based on the. Uh, the story of the climbing the waterfall. So if I knock the Magikarp into the waterfall, I'll get a Gyarados, you know? Right. So you can... God forbid this was my first exposure to Pokemon. You do that, it's like, oh, Magikarp into the waterfall, and the Gyarados comes out. I would be like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a a very relaxing time, and it's also, like, it's a great way to, like, you know, kind of dip your feet into the Pokemon Mm -hmm. world. If you want to stick with just just this... this style of game, that's fine. It's great. It's a relaxing time. If you want to keep going into the into the Pokemon world after this, where you're taking down Poke terrorists, then yeah, you can do that too. Pokemon Peta later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, I think we, we we can go back in time a little bit here for this, uh, and more about the development here. And, oh and, yeah, and yeah, can, yeah. This really interesting. It came out in '99. Uh, so, like, at the time, Pokemon, Pokemon had, uh, you know, the games in 96, you know, the anime and manga in 97, so, like, we're into the Pokemon at this point. This was, 99 was the same year the movie came out, wasn't it? Yes. So, the first yeah, movie so this is, out, like, peak Pokemon so craze. The first season has happened, Gold and Silver are just on the horizon. At this point, Pokemon is kind of at its, its initial peak, uh, of popularity, uh, and it is there. This is actually a great way to capitalize on it for maybe non-fans at the point. Like this is that's kind of a thing that's really interesting. But also, this game almost wasn't a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It was announced in '95 as Jack and the Beans, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk rail shooter that was probably going to be photography as well in the '95 developing for the 64DD. Which, which is the computer weird, floppy a, drive uh, enhancement to the 64 that only really came out in Japan and only had five real games for it, I think? Five or six? Something like that. It wasn't a lot. But it, what a weird concept. I mean, you say that, but... It's not uncommon. The The Nintendo, the NES, the Super NES had different... The Famicoms, at least, had different hookups. The Sega... No, 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 no. I'm, talking about the, I'm not talking about the DD. I'm talking about the Jack and the Beans game. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. That is such a weird concept I mean, to me. You say that, but the entire concept of this series is let's take a cat, give it electric powers, and you can catch him in a fucking ball. Like, I mean, but how often <laughs> did you ever sit down and think, I wonder what would happen if I took a boulder and a magnet and made them fight? Well, more often than you think, actually. I was uh, very bored a lot as a child. But anyways, <laughs> it, it, it's... 
It's still, I don't know, just I'm like... Just picturing Mason as a kid sitting there with a rock and a magnet and being like, fight! <laughs> like, why it's all I had. Wor- why aren't you working? Why can't I magnet rocks? Anyways. Can uh, we get Pokemon Mom? We have Pokemon Mom. <laughs> but, the, I don't know, just the, the idea of like, we're going to make an on-rail shooter, but instead of shooting things, you're taking... Like, taking pictures of Pokemon makes more sense than taking pictures of, like, mm-hmm. storybook... I'd rather be the storybook characters. I think some of it is also... Well, I, I've said I, this type of game doesn't get made now. It, 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 especially once it got turned into a Pokemon game. It, or if it does, it's a small indie darling type of thing. Right. But the fact that, like, this, this game was such an interesting idea and then it i think it was like 96 or 97 it transferred over into becoming a pokemon game still for going to be for the 64 dd uh and finally with all the delays on that sort of system and things like that they finally announced released it in 99 just for the 64 well you see i can actually see the fairy tale elements coming in because imagine it is the same thing imagine you're just jack but you're taking pictures of all these fairy tales throw a ball and the big bad wolf blows down the pig's house it's Mm -hmm. kind of Kind of what I'm imagining. Now, would it be profitable? Probably fucking well, not. So it's the a good reason, thing they turn it into a Pokemon game. The reason game. they switched to a Pokemon game is they sat down and they were like, uh, and they're, they're a little ways in development, and they just didn't feel like there was any point to their game. That's the other thing. Is like, uh, we, we kind of feel like our game right now is pointless. <laughs> yeah. So that's from them. Like, they just didn't know what they were. They, they had an idea, but I don't think they really knew how to flesh it out with what they had. And so when it became Pokemon, because Pokemon popularity they kind of found a purpose to what they were trying to do. Uh, but it, it's fun. You can still see the title in the opening sequence when it says Jack and the Beans. Uh, that's obviously the name of our main character, Jack and the Beans. I don't, First, yeah, middle, that's, last name. That, was a, that, would be like, that would be like if in the opening to Zombie U they had the, uh, the Alien Invader game title in front of it that it was originally supposed to be. Like, that's a weird thing to me. Jack and the Beans is, like, somebody I would name in, like, a Madden or an NCAA football game as, like, a recruit. (laughs) My brother and I, we'd come up... This is a real fun tangent, but, like, we would play seasons, uh, long-running dynasties or franchise modes. And we would always, especially if we are in NCAA, we'd create, like, a super good character and then have to fight over recruiting him. Uh, but it always have a really dumb name, like Cat in the Hat or something oh, like that. Lord. Like, so, uh huh. Like, it's oh, always a dumb, God. like Cat in the Hat. But, like, that's exactly so. Jack, Jack and Beans is <laughs> exactly something we would name. Uh, Jesus. But I think because of kind of the development craze of this this game, which I think actually helps a lot, is that they really spent a lot of time and while making the game. It's not a long game. It's not a super complicated game, but they allowed to make all the interactive elements really there. With the development time, you get a really fleshed out experience in this game mm-hmm. yeah. that plays really well on the 64, uh, which is, you know, sometimes not always true because 64 and then the GameCube were notorious for being hard to develop for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It kind it makes sense that they went this route with Pokemon in all honesty because it I say I don't know shit about Pokemon I know a little bit I was mostly being overzealous but like I, I really do not know anything about Pokemon other than hey they look cute I guess so uh, well not I, I mean you say that but there are Pokemon that are liter- made out of literal garbage so I they're love, not not all of them are adorable I love me some Garbivore. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, the sad part is I genuinely don't know if you're joking with that name or oh, not. Oh, we're not. No, no, so, no, that is real. So in black and white, they fought. Kill myself. They fought. The, the, so here's here. So if you go back to sign of the Pokemon lore in the original, is things like Voltorb and Magnemite that whatever the Pokemon was as they evolved into the species they are now, kind of took on human characteristics as humans. Things like that. So, like, the Magnemites around the things like that. The Grimers turned more of the sludge and they because they grew up in, in the toxic areas of, you know, factories and things like that. So, evolution. Yeah. So, <laughs> in uh, in black and white, whereas the the game is based... The, 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 the region is based... On, it's just New York. That's the region is based around New York. So... Yes, they're going to have the garbage Pokemon, Trubbish and Garbivore. Yeah, it goes goes from a little bag of garbage to a massive overflowing pile <laughs> with cigarettes for fingers. I love Garbivore. He's so dumb and I love him. <laughs> uh, so interesting thing about Pokemon Snap to get back on so the, A lot of times you just kind of want to see the Pokemon. A lot mm-hmm. of times you just kind of want to make it as kind of a sightseeing tour. And this is that, but, you know, it's more interactive. You have to take these pictures. You can do these things to... Make them do cool things to take better pictures. It's a very simple gameplay loop, but simple, more often than not, clicks that little thing in the back of your brain that makes you satisfied. So, As this game was described loop. as being addictive by a lot of critics. Yeah. Like that was his thing. Uh, it, it I sold, can see that. It sold 1.5 million units. Uh, very, very popular. Shh. That doesn't surprise uh, me. But the big thing for it, and why it had such longevity after the fact, and even as the 64 cycle, was it was one of the most rented games Partly because Blockbuster would have a machine in there that if you brought the cartridge in, you could print off your Pokemon pictures. Now listen, I'm not saying that anyone who would mail us one of those would be a national hero, but that is what I'm saying, please. I, I very much would Can love we have one. one? But imagine, from just a business model here, imagine... Just walk into Sean's house and it's just by his door. What the... <laughs> imagine... Uh, you're, you're, you're running a rental store and you are trying to rent out a game and the be- your best marketing here is hey rent that game for a couple days then come back and print the pictures off and then when if you want it again you can rent it again later and then print off how the many, pictures how, again. Many, how many blockbuster employees like probably thought that would go nowhere and then like 700 kids came swarming through like like day of the fucking dead it's such a good idea and it was very popular there's also a Japanese store that did it as well Lawson stores in Japan. Mm. Uh, so it, they did uh, th- this great idea of this game that you know you you're think, taking pictures. You're taking pictures of Pokemon. You want those pictures in real life. You think the one blockbuster left has that? <laughs> <laughs> what like that the, one blockbuster the, in Ohio? Or what whatever. the bleep travels to the one blockbuster? I, is it? A, I thought it was Alaska. No, I'm. I I don't remember where it is. <laughs> It's out there somewhere. We'll find it. It's literally the last blockbuster in America. It's a it's a tourist attraction. It's an Airbnb. <laughs> it's an Airbnb too. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Oh, that would be really funny if they still had. <laughs> but we've we've talked a lot about games that went through development hell, or were developed on different systems, or developed on different peripherals, or things like that for it that hurt the game. That the game was hurt. This might be one of the first games where it actually the game was enhanced by going through these trials, a lot of it. Like, dealing yeah. with not be, being something entirely different from Pokemon, being turned into Pokemon, being developed for a peripheral uh, on the 64 that never took off and didn't hit North America. Uh, 
it, I think it actually kind of helped it as they, they really fleshed out a lot of the things in this game, and I think that partly helps to the addictive nature of it. It's going to sound kind yeah. of odd, but it reminds me a lot of X-Men Origins Wolverine's development. Because with all of the delays, oh. the, because with all the delays the movie got, the game was finished at a certain point. So basically, all the time they had with the movie's delays just caused it to become more and more polished until we got the actually really good game. And I'm kind of wondering if something like that didn't happen here, where they had a deadline for the disc drive, but then the the disc drive got canned basically in everywhere except Japan. So, and even then, it was barely around. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they didn't just, like, hey, well, you have this game. Uh, we can't release it now, so do things with it. And they're like, sick. Uh, we have two years. Let's just polish that. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah keep, that's fair. let's keep working on it. Let's keep seeing what little interactive things. And there's just popular things that the time, you know, uh, because Pokemon Yellow... Uh, was a thing, and Pikachu's popularity, but with that, you had things like Flying Pikachu and Surfing Pikachu, and being able to get them both in the game. Those were both big, fun little little Easter eggs that you could unlock. Mm. Uh, and just making each level... There's just so many layers on each level. Yeah, all the, all the levels are so full of life. I made I made a joke while we were while we were playing it that it kind of felt like you were uh, playing through like a, like a Crocodile Hunter episode, but in the Pokemon world, which... I would kill to watch that. I that want that the, to be a real thing. That would be the one Pokemon show I watch. <laughs> Even better if it's in live action. So it's just a real ass hunter dude. Both like you get, Pokemon in costumes. You could you could get his uh, his his, uh, his kid. Uh, oh, I, I can't remember his name, but he's got a TikTok account now. He's really funny. Uh, the guy get, walking through the Everglades. Yes, yeah. get him to do. Yes. Yeah. I just want to see him boop it's a Gyarados. Like, it's like James Owens <laughs> or something. I think it's like. I, I don't know. It's a guy. He walks around the Everglades. He boops poisonous animals uh, and is barefoot and calls uh, uh, gators swamp puppies. Which so yeah, something like that, but for Pokemon. It comes really funny uh, that I kind of think this is the game that is most remembered uh, of the Pokemon sixty four games. I think like, so, yeah. mm-hmm. Not saying anything negative about Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. I bought them both. I famously, you know, I say famously, famously for myself, you know, and uh, pre-ordered Pokemon Stadium 2 so I could get the special VHS that had all the special bonus stuff that w- you could wow. see. Wow. A VHS wow. that had just had trailers. You nerd. <laughs> VH. Special bonus VHS. You put it in. Thanks for the money, dick. <laughs> <laughs> You say that, but that's basically what it is. <laughs> and then it ju- and then it just tra- it turns to Sean and it does the the Looney Tunes thing where he turns into a giant sucker. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> jackass. It does, yeah, the, the, jack- it does the, the the Simpsons movie. Everyone who wants this is a sucker, sucker. especially you. <laughs> so, I really, I really think that it's kind of cool that this game is the one that came out of the '64 cycle and had such. Such great legs! It got re-released on the Wii uh, or the Wii U, which are they got released. I think it. I think it might have gotten re-released on both. It might have been both uh, ability to to have it, and then obviously the new one, and then released on the Switch store. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's a cool that you know, a game that went through development hell that had a lot of issues is this like cult classic that's this really fun addictive game that is still remembered twenty four years later, and uh, I I think that's just. That's really cool. Like, I, I don't have any like profound thing other than to say that it's just neat. Yeah, it's very, it's it's yeah, it's very it's, chill. This is not a very complicated game to talk about. We've basically described it. You take pictures of the pokies, but like, 
you poke them on to make them come out of their hiding places. But, like, it's... The best way to describe this game is cute. Yeah. That's kind of the way. And, and not in an insulting way, but, like, in a way where, like, it's a cute game. It's an enjoyable In a game. way, yeah. it's also one of the best uses of the 64 controller. Yeah. Which is... It's a 64 controller. Everyone knows... <laughs> it's an odd controller. It's an odd decision uh, to make the controller the way they did. It is strange, but this game really does capitalize on all of the the functions of it, you know? Whether you're good with inverted cameras or not, usually I'm very bad at it. I, I, I am not. I am uh, there's a reason I, with I, inverted cameras. I, I, have, I had to get used to it by the end. By the end of my time with this game, a.k.a. all two levels, uh, I was mostly used to mm-hmm. it. But. It's a little jerky. Uh, the, everything moves a little faster than you'd like, but I think that's trying to replicate trying to take pictures quickly uh you have three special abilities you have uh you you first one you unlock is your apples you can feed pokemon they'll move up and, and oh uh, i didn't realize those were unlockable things yeah so, you, so you, when you start you do not have any of those and you just have the beach level and you just slowly unlock the apples uh which allows you in the tunnel then to explode the electrode you eventually then unlock the uh what are they called the the ball the the like disruptor balls or whatever they are that that make the Pokemon irritated at you, and then near the end you unlock like the Poke Flute, the speed, uh, speeding up, and things like that through uh, through mm. it. Huh. Uh, and then you just slowly unlock everything. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's yep. one of those games that like you start with nothing, but it's fairly easy to unlock things, so it doesn't feel like a problem okay. that you're. You that, know, that's what I was gonna ask. I'm like, do you have to play the first level like five times to get the apples or no, whatever? No, no. Yeah. So you unlock as long as you get enough pictures. I think it's two or three on it. You unlock tunnel pretty quickly. Okay. But then you the the, the, the ones that have like the extra. Um, where you have to go off a branching path to unlock your next level. Though sometimes you have to play the level two or three times because you just have to figure out what you're doing. But usually when you get out, Professor will be like, did you notice that electrode at the end? Maybe if you throw an apple at him. <laughs> or, you know, he's like, did you see that button? Maybe you should inspect around it. And, and finally I was like, is that a por- What is in that? Oh, and then you just throw I wonder, out, pour on out. Why didn't you tell me that before I went in? Eh. I wonder what would happen if you went through an entire level and you didn't take any pictures. He's just like, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> uh, but there's a lot enjoying, of those... Little... Enjoying the sights, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a free trip. It, it's pretty basic. You get through the worlds. Eventually, when you unlock all the worlds, then Oak is like, hey, did you notice that there are signs in each level? Take a picture of all of them, and maybe you'll un- and we'll figure out what's going on. It's saying you're going to unlock the last world. And it's, you know, you take a picture of... Uh, there's In the first world, there's a couple of rocks put together that look like a Kingler. The second world is the pincer light up on the side when oh, uh, yeah, there. Yeah. The third world is the uh, when you get the vile plume up, you can take a picture of a cubone, a rock that looks like a cubone. Fourth world is that's the 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 volcano. So that's where you 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 toss a little ball in one of the uh, the uh, magma pits and it comes up and it looks like it's a coughing. Oh. Uh, then there's a later one, the lights that look like Mewtwo, and then the Doug Trio Mountain. And you take a picture of all of them, and he's like, "Wow, you took all of these. They're like constellations. Hey, I found a hidden path." <laughs> wow, that's what it took. Yeah, it took all that. Yeah, so it, 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 you do have to play the levels a, a bunch over and over again. But I think the addictive nature—it's like—it's the same thing as like if you're trying to play Tetris or something, the other simple addicting game, you're going to keep playing the same well, thing kind of over and over. Again, House of the Dead. You want to yeah. save all those civilians, so you play through the level each time, take a different pass. So a big mm-hmm. part of it is replayability. So you got to make sure it's fun if you're going to make your game based on replayability. Like, 
playing the same level, but trying to get different results over and over again is, is part of part of the charm of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I say the controls I think are are really are good for the sixty four as as good as the sixty four controller can be. I think they're really good, and and they actually awful 20 years later um no uh the camera is a little herky-jerky in parts that's you know but that's maybe could be a little tighter but i also think that's again meant to be it's meant to feel like trying to quickly spin around and take camera pictures and it's gonna sound weird i honestly almost had the exact opposite reaction i almost thought it was too slow for a bit oh fair okay Mm -hmm. i i maybe i'd have to replay it again to really cement my feelings on it but there's bits where i'm just straight up like no, this way. I'm going this way. Go this way! That's fair. <laughs> it's interesting that we both kind of had different uh, opinions on the... Like, that's cool. Like, you know, that both of us could play the game and be like, ah, I have a different feeling on this. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I only played the two levels. That's so fair. Maybe I... And then I think the big th- selling for point for this game, even more, I think, than Pokemon Stadium, is... And I, I know we're talking about a 20-year-old game, but the graphics were such a big selling point for this game that yeah. you got to interact with 3D Pokemon. Which is something that like Stadium has a lot of it, but even then, it's not as much interactive as as this game feels. Mm-hmm. And it was like we, you can interact with 150, you can make them evolve, you can do different things. We forgot to mention the best thing about this game: you get to see Chubby Pikachu in his full 3D glory. It's five it's out a, of five perfect yeah, you game. Get to see Fat Pikachu, baby. Uh, I, I love I love me some Fat Pikachu. He is chunky boy. Pikachu. He is adorable, and I wish he would make a comeback in the in in the games <laughs> it, now. It is I mean, didn't, very cute. Didn't like the one of the newer games with the big uh, Godzilla modes. Like Pikachu's yes. Godzilla mode one is of, Fat Fuck yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, they brought him back for it. <laughs> That's awesome. When he's up big, yeah, you got Yay. one of those. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think. The big thing for this is the gameplay is like it's fun. Like I don't have a lot of like in-depth things for it because there's not a lot for it, but it's it's, it's just really fun. It's very chill. Yeah, it's, it's very uh, chill. Very relaxing. I could yeah, I can imagine if uh, if I still had uh, my Switch playing this game after like a long day and just decompressing. Yeah, it, it's fun just to sit down and like you may not you're like wow oh, oh I played for an hour and a half and I didn't even realize <laughs> you know it, it is easy to get lost in this world absolutely uh, which is, is is a lot of fun and uh, you know. It, the 64 was more built on multiplayer experiences, so it is fun. It is interesting to, to find a really, you know, just chill one-player experience because absolutely 64 had it with the four control ports. It was big. That it was like you have to have a four a four-player mini game and have everything. Like there has to be a way to play all four players in this game. Mm-hmm. Nope, they're like it's one player. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think graphically, it's cute. I think that's the thing is they kept. Sometimes the Pokemon graphics can take the 2D sprites and like when they make it, you're like, oh, I kind of like them more in 2D the way they are. But I think I think the 64 a lot of times, especially this and the first Pokemon Stadium, because there's a few in the second Pokemon Stadium, they're like, oh, I like the sprite better a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, they've really, it, 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 it seems like a perfect translation for a lot of these. You know, when Dragonite jumps out of that whirlpool, you're like, oh, that's the guy that I found in the sprite there. And that's cool. And he's flying. I like mm-hmm. that. That's the the Dragonite that Jesse and James stopped with a frying pan in the first movie. <laughs> Again, spilled milk because I. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's 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 a fun I, it, it, yeah, it's it's. Would this have been like? Wait, wait, did this come out before Coliseum? Oh yeah, Coliseum is on the GameCube. So oh no no not Coliseum Stadium. That's what I, mean. uh, I believe. The first Stadium was out before this. I okay. believe. 
so this wasn't this wasn't the first time that we were seeing. If uh, it is, these... they came out really close together. So it wasn't the first time that we were seeing Pokemon in 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 3D, but it was one of the first, yeah, and I do think that is cool. Yeah, and yeah. it's probably and you you get a lot more motion from them in this game than you do in Stadium. And, and Stadium Stadium has a lot of different fun little motions, and maybe we'll cover one of those someday. Uh, but there's just so much in those games to do a lot of it, and they I don't think Pokemon has ever in 3D has fully replicated the wildness that they created created on the 64 from just a puzzle game that's pretty fun to snap that is such a unique interesting game to the stadiums that are games that aren't replicated they're mario parties but also they're pokemon games without stories their uh ability to store your game your uh 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 game boy game characters on it there's just so much in those games those games are dense as all hell Mm -hmm. uh and, and stuff that just have never come back, you know. Uh, you know, Coliseum does a few things with it in the, on the GameCube, but it, it is still just a, a 3D Pokemon game. Uh, it is the most mature Pokemon game, that and Gale of Darkness, because the studios were like, we want to make games that are about teenagers and not kids. <laughs> and so that's why everyone is aged up in the, those games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think... It's time for the main character to blow up a villain's face. <laughs> yes! But that's, I think just a fun thing from the 64 era that is just kind of a bygone era that like there's a nostalgia for me that's like I really liked this era of Pokemon in terms mm. of the 3D like absolutely not necessarily better better or worse games but I just like the aesthetic and the look and Snap I think embodies that aesthetic and look better than any game absolutely absolutely but on this podcast we ask two important questions of every game that we play first one is how does it hold up this is a this is another one of those games, and we've played games like this before, where graf- graphically it's a little rough. There are but some gameplay wise, it's really it's held up. There really are some well. cartoony graphics that you know things like that. You know, mouths just kind of are an endless void inside. Right, of and them. you know, I I I, I personally, it, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for this, uh, but I I I am of the mind that the N64 graphically has not aged well at all. No, it hasn't. Uh, the the p the, that whole the PS one and sixty four um uh, era uh, yeah era. and the Saturn Saturn would have been my time too that whole era is just not it, it was aged huge well technological leaps that you know a lot of those games have graphically haven't aged amazingly there's some you know I think that leaned more into the cartoony nature and I think this game actually leans a little bit more and that helps it age better yeah uh you know I, I think of things on the PlayStation like Spyro that age graphically really well or like the on the N64 with like uh. Banjo and Kazooie yeah. and, and um, Conquer, those yeah. have those have held up or, better. Or things like Mario sixty four still looks yeah. fine, you know, even if it's a little. It, but they they do feel they the sixty four does feel at this point like a twenty year old system. Like yes. the graphics feel older. I think because of the leaps in technology, sometimes even more than some like the Super Nintendo graphics or things like that feel mm-hmm. older, just because it is so. Well, they, that was when we were attempting real life people we were trying to create realism to the systems and well it feels 20 years old when we started doing that so but yeah but it's uh, but again it's one of those things where like the gameplay loop is so relaxing and fun that it's like it doesn't it doesn't really matter no not even really a little bit it's fun holds up i think this whole game holds up really well it's relaxing and that's kind of the best thing i can say about it it's just a relaxing time you lay back you take pictures of pokemon 
and you relax, unless you're me, in which you scream at them because you're not doing what you're doing. <laughs> it was less the Pokemon. It's more you start screaming at Oak at the end of, like, why are you such a dict- dictator, yeah. Oak? Yeah, you know, uh, going through the forests and everything, taking pictures of the Pokemon, that's fine. Oak at the end. No, no, fuck that bitch. I'm, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for my scrapbook. I'm, do- I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Uh, the second question we ask of every game that we play would you like to see a remake or reimagining in a modern setting? Okay. Seeing as we've kind of already so, gotten a reimagining. Yes, yeah, so because since we've already had something like and that. And remasters that, already. Since, well, we, since, it's been, since it's been re-released multiple fucking times, most recently on the Switch, and since we've gotten new, new Pokemon Snap, I've gotten a little bit creative with, the, uh, with this. We've already, we've already had a unconventional... Nintendo game that was part of a lar- that was part of a larger series that got adapted into an arcade game in Luigi's Mansion. So what I'm saying is I would absolutely play an on an, an arcade machine version of Pokemon Snap. If it's like one of the if it's like one of those big ones with like yeah, the seats in, it's like the like the Jurassic Park one or the Halo one. Yeah, or or the Luigi's Mansion. Or the Luigi's Mansion, yeah, like the Luigi's Mansion one where you're in it, where you're in a seat and you have like a like a big camera shaped uh, controller that you could like look through and there's like a little tiny screen of where you're aiming and stuff. I would play the hell out of that. Honestly, that's about where I was gonna think. Arcade arcade reboot. Yes, Cause, cause, yes. like you said, we've already gotten several uh, versions of this. Uh, not at all related to games. I would kill to see like this specifically be adapted like a short little anime. Like where uh, Todd Snap is taking pictures of all the Pokemon. It's like, oh, you found God. I what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, here's God and he's going to judge you. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> Hades is down there guarding the underworld. The what now? There's an underworld? Or if you go to like old like Pokemon, like the Pokemon graveyard where in the first game, like you go and, and, and there's a mad yes. ghost that is the oh, mother yeah. of a Cubo. The, 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 the purple, the purple place. Purple town. Lavender town. Lavender town, That has yeah. the music that literally. No, you know, purple place. Yeah. But yeah, I w- it would be kind of fun to see actually this adapted into something like an anime would be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, but uh, I think I think Mason has the best thing where yeah, rebooted as an arcade game. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, you I, have like a bit like a big camera controller and like buttons on the thing itself for like the uh, the disruptor ball and stuff like that. I, yeah, I can get behind it. I think for me, well, I would love an arcade. Honestly, I would you know, hey Nintendo, we'll pour quarters into that machine like nobody's business <laughs> right uh so if, you, if you're wanting to, to to get every penny here, here you go. <laughs> but i i think what i would like is just to see kind of expanding on some of these worlds like i would like to go into the like island i don't want to like games pokemon games that aren't about catching the pokemon yeah but interacting and being around them i kind of mm-hmm. like this idea like you know, that are calm, simple games, but they're around these crazy creatures, you know. So what Animal was... Crossing, not Animal Crossing, but kind of like Harvest Moon-esque, like you're living in like this world, but Pokemon, but you're just trying to farm or exist. So what we're playing. saying is, Pokemon Company, my Pokemon Ranch 2 for the Switch, make it now. No, one of those Cabela hunting games, but instead of hunting, you're just taking pictures with the with the camera. Okay, I was going to say, if you're actually suggesting a Pokemon hunting game, I'd be like, that Why would... Why would I suggest I that? I would hate that. You have I mean, to choose to shoot part, Pikachu. I mean, part of me thinks it'd be... Pikachu, I shoot you. 
I'm so sorry, dear summer child. <laughs> oh. Jesus. <laughs> You like, get like the X-ray of where the bullet goes into the uh, Pikachu, old like yellow. oh no, <laughs> old yellow. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Uh, the dark turn at the end of this episode. How's Pokemon Snap? Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, do you have a fondness for the '64 era like I do, or what era of Pokemon is your favorite? Go ahead and let us know by sending us an email to bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. That's bleepyouplaying at gmail.com. Send us an email and maybe we'll read it here on one of these episodes. Or if you'd like to tell us to play a game, maybe you want us to play Mystery Dungeon. Or Pokemon Puzzle League. Mystery Dungeon, the one Pokemon game I'm actually a fan of. Well, you can. You can tell us to do that by uh, subscribing to our Super Bleephead tier over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash whatthebleep. Subscribe, $15 a month, and tell us what you'd like to uh, like us to play, and we will play, and then tell you about it. $15 a month, that's patreon.com slash whatthebleep. And we'll be back next time, in the wrong trousers. I liked it.